Salutations from the Hill Turn Podcast. It is I. And I sound like this because I am standing my ground through thick and thin. When the chips are down, I always win. And I'm coming back around town with another NXT 2.0 review. It is Devin Lee Crimes Jr. Let's get into it. And this whole thing, this whole show... Started off on some bull jive. I'm going to just say it like that. I mean, it was, it ended okay, but it started off on some, you know. The very first thing you see is Roxanne Perez on the ground. And where is she at on the ground? Where do you think? Where do you think? It's NXT. Where do you think? In the parking lot. That's where all, like, they just cut all the cameras off on some ninja stuff and just attack somebody, turn them back on. And, oh, my God, look, so-and-so's back there, you know, what happened? But, yeah, Roxanne Perez apparently got attacked. And, you know, at first, I was going to say, you know what? I, I, you know what? This whole thing plays out over the whole show. So I'm going to just, we'll wrap it up towards the end, the way they did the story. But it was plastered over the whole thing. Like, who did it? Who did it? Was it you? Was it you? Was it your mama? Was your daddy? You know, all that stuff. But we get started with the first match of the night of Giovanni Vinci taking on Apollo Crews. And this match was a good, it was a really great starter for the night. Apollo and Giovanni, they're evenly matched. Like, literally. Like, I didn't, I mean, they coming into it, they obviously look like matched in terms of size and everything. But, man, I didn't think they was going to be that will evenly match in terms of their strength-wise and just agility-wise. It was great. And everything was going good until they was outside the ring. And it was a fan. He was supposedly trying to take a picture of Giovanni. And Giovanni was like, man, look, give me that phone. Snatched his phone. Paulo rolled Giovanni into the ring. He was still holding on to the phone. And the referee was like, man, what you doing with that phone, man? Can't be, what you doing? You know, <laughs> so they doing all that in the ring, I guess, apparently. And Zion Quentin was able to leap over the barricade. He did a little hit and run on Apollo. Apollo gets in the ring and he's left wide open for Giovanni's. I don't it's like a last ride, but it's power power bomb. Last ride power bomb. Until he gives it a name, that's what it's called. And that's what got him to win. And look, Giovanni, he needs the momentum, obviously. So this don't this is perfect. You know, especially over someone like Apollo. That helps. And Apollo got his little beef with Zion Quinn for no reason. So, for the sake of that, that they're trying to build on, everything in this match to me was solid. And for an opener, I can't complain. But somebody who didn't come to complain, I don't know what he came to do. He was just all over the place. It was Cameron Grimes. Because he came out to give this shaky promo about his back-to-back championship match losses. And he got interrupted by J.D. McDonough. And I'm glad that they finally said his name. They said it, but they said it so quick where I'm like, yeah, how you say that name? Like, that's why I was, 
And J.D. McDonough was formerly known as Jordan Devlin. This is his repackaging. You know, you people come to NXT 2.0, they be like, ah, hey, you're going to have to leave that. Leave, you, you can't come in here with that. Like, when Walter came in, they was like, you got to leave that Walter stuff at the door, though. I'm not playing. You know, like, it's just, it's used to it now. Like, it's, long as the in-ring work is the same, I mean, long as their name isn't just a, such a hindrance, it shouldn't be an issue. But he came out talking all day, yit, yit. And Cameron Grimes was like, you're not even looking me in my face when you're saying all this stuff. And JD headbutted him, and they had a little tussle. A little tussle, a little tussle. It wasn't nothing really crazy, nothing serious. But JD slid out the ring, and bang! They're going to have a match next week. Look at that. Man just popped up on the scene, all repackaged and stuff, and he already got beef with somebody, and it's legit, and they're going to have it out next week. So, can't complain. That was solid. What? Caden Carter and Tatum Paxley went at it. And I am confused because is Tatum Paxley a part of Diamond Mine or not? Because when she first was introduced, she was like a part of them, but then she kept losing, so she wasn't. But then Ivy now would help her, but then she wouldn't. And then last week she was hollering at uh, with Caden Carter and stuff, and Ivy now came in to help her. But... I don't know. I just that's the only weird thing of this whole match. But they also said it was weird seeing Caden Carter in singles competition because she a tag team competitor. But you don't ever hear nobody go, "Oh, it, it looked weird seeing uh, you know, Core J uh in in the tag team man. She usually she been a singles competitor. You know, you don't hear that. Like I'm just like, man, shush. It looked more normal for a tag team person to be in a singles match than a single person in a tag team match. There, I said it. That's it. But then Caden Carter had Tatum Paxley in an inverted figure four. And then out came Ivy now because I guess she's helping her lately. And she helped, you know, motivate her to get to the ropes. She break the submission and she hit Caden with the backwoods for the win. And look, my whole question for this whole thing is, is she in diamond mind or not? Is she cool with Ivy now or what? They need to make up their minds because it's been all flip flopping. Flip flopping, it's better. It's thinking of flip flops. I was hoping not to bring this up. I didn't even talk about it last week because I hope that it was never gonna have to be referenced ever again. But last week at the Great American Bash, they had a Great American Bash pool party, barbecue, whatever you want to call it. But Duke Hudson was in the pool. I guess he was just chilling. And Sanga, he came and did his big old cannonball into the pool. And Duke got mad. And he was like, man, because of you, I'm going to get an ear infection. Man, I hate you. Why you do that? I'm going to go cry, you know. And I thought that was just goofy. And we weren't going to never see nothing. But no, we had to get an entire match out of Sanga jumping in some water. And that's what we got. Sanga versus Duke Hudson. And first, the only thing I'm going to take from this is Duke Hudson's theme sound like some slow dancing music. And I'm, that's all I'm saying. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just, I just wouldn't see myself ready to fight somebody to that. Like, I feel like I'm going to go, yeah, you know, like you just rock your, you know, rock your head to it and all that. That's the only thing I'm taking from this match because it was nothing. It was really nothing. Sanga was able to hit a choke slam. And when he do a choke slam, the only thing I'll give him is that he got this look like, why you making me do this to you, man? And then boom, choke slam one, two, three. Like that was the only thing I can take from it. Like he just had that look. Like why are you making me do this to you? 
But for the just the, the sake of how this match came to be, because he jumped into a pool, that's what dragged the whole match down because of why we have it. So that was drag of a match. But I feel like Solo Sokoa's momentum is also drag. But I think I mean he'll be okay though. Like I'm he'll be alright. I you know, they was trying to push him heavy into the North American title picture, but then that really went nowhere. Then he lost to Grayson Waller, which made it even worse. And now he's feuding with Von Wagner. And this, uh, I hope this don't last too long at all, please. Because if you're trying to make him at some point North American champion or push him to some type of goal, he going to have to get some fire going. Like, this is, this is not it. This is like a little smoke after a fire. But this match, man, it felt dead the whole time. Like, they tried to start it off with some high energy. That didn't work. And I just... It was just, it was nothing. Like, it was nothing really that popped in it. I'll put it like that. And then they, they they went outside the ring. And this is exactly how it went. Von Wagner slammed Solo's head on the announcer table. And it's like the referee was like, oh, yeah? You, you want to do that? All right, bet. What? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Y'all out. That's it. You know, I'm like, dang. He was just like counting like one, two. Then he just went. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm like, dang, all right, you know. And then they just kept fighting, literally, like, and they fought almost the rest of the night. And the thing is, they literally only had a first issue last week, and it was nothing really. And now they're having their first match this week, and they acting like they had this deep, long running bad blood hatred for each other. And I'm just like. Y'all just bet. Like, you know, chill out. Like, <laughs> but I feel like next time they're going to have a match, it's probably going to be a street fight because that's what this this whole thing is. Like, look what they could do in here. Look what they could do out there. But Last Legend was hitting us with the moves. The former WNBA player was trying to break ankles. She said, Andy, you see how I'm, di- I'm dribbling this ball? That's how I'm finna do your head. You better stop playing. It ain't safe out here. But we got Last Legend taking on Indy Hartwell. And this match, it wasn't really anything special. Last Legend had the match in control at a point. And she got distracted by Alba Fire. She was standing on the NXT corner thingy. Everything got all fiery and stuff. It was pretty cool. But Last Legend got hit with a spine buster by Indy. And Indy went to go for this springboard attack, but she slipped off the ropes at the last second. And she was able to turn that into a roll-up uh, pin for the win. And honestly, it worked. I mean, I know she that wasn't what was planned, but it worked for what came next because Alba Fire came down from the NXT corner thingy, had her bat in hand, and was swinging at uh, Last Legend, but she missed her. And that was that. But I'm glad that Indy Hartwell is fine. You know, a slip off the ropes like that can be scary. You don't know what's going to happen. And like I said, she's good. And we got to see Tony D'Angelo's family. And it felt, I don't know why, it felt like it wasn't supposed to be there. Like, it was just like, you could feel like we're winding down, winding down. Then they just went, Tony D'Angelo with his family. And I'm like, I feel like they weren't supposed to be here today. Like, it just, nothing led up to it to me. But we got them in tag team action with Malik Blade and Idris Anofi taking on Stax and Tony D'Angelo. And I mean, for a tag team match, it was solid for what it was. It was nothing crazy that or stood out. 
not that much substance to it. It's like a hamburger with just meat. I put it like that. But Tony D'Angelo sh- uh, shoved Idris Nofe into the steps at ringside. And he and Stax put the finishing touches on to get the win. And that was it. It was nothing special. Like, this really felt... I don't know why this whole thing felt like it wasn't supposed to be on, on the show. Like, I don't know why. It felt like they were trying to get, like, extra time. or I mean, not extra time, but fill in some extra time. But it was time now. I keep saying time, but it was main event time. And the story the entire night was who in the blue hell attacked Roxanne. <laughs> you know, it was just like everybody come out, people texting me and DMing me, asking me, did I do it? And I ain't do it. Y'all gonna have to see, you know, I'm like, everybody just, everybody getting questioned. Like, really? But, um... Mandy Rose came out, her and Toxic Attraction, they just was like, yeah, Roxanne ain't gonna come out, she hurt, she ain't gonna do that, you know, she should've known better. And then Cora J came out, and she was like, oh, you gonna have a match tonight, like, don't don't worry, don't worry. And then I thought she was getting ready to fight in Roxanne's place, but then Roxanne music hit, and here comes Roxanne all taped up, her ribs and stuff, and she was gonna go ahead. In this whole match, she was just those ribs, those injured ribs from, I guess, the attack earlier was just the main focus of the offense of Mandy. And that was how the majority of this match went until Roxanne was able to hit a pop rocks on Mandy, but it was on ringside, so she had to struggle to get her in the ring. And JCJ started messing with the referee and stuff, so he got his back turned. Roxanne's trying to struggle to get in the ring. And then Corey J hits her with the tag team championship. Ooh, he'll turn. I'll see that. But that was, you know, it, it knocked her into the ring. I got a little excited because, you know, he'll turn, obviously. But it knocked Roxanne into the ring, and Mandy hit her with the running knee, and that's how she got the pin, and that is how she retained her NXT Women's Championship. And, man, I mean, it's crazy. Like, it was a whole tag, like title match, but, like, the biggest thing was just the finish, like, Corey J, man, t- turning heel. And I mean, it works because they, you know, they was always on the boot of best of friends where they did everything together, you know. And boom, see, man, I brought you here. You gonna come here and take up all my opportunities and stuff, man? You think this all about you? So I'm guessing she the one that attacked her. Which, crazy. And they still the tag team champions. I mean, I know it's been done before where tag teams have had, like, deep, bad issues or didn't even like each other and they still were the tag team champions. But dang, it was just, that was pretty wild. And overall, this whole show, it wasn't good to me. Like, it felt, every it was just that whole, it started off, I'll put it like this, it started off really good with the Giovanni Apollo match. And the main event was really good. It was, it was a solid finish to it. But everything in between was just nothing. It was just like, all right, it was just, like I said, a hamburger with no type of lettuce, no tomato, None of that excitement. Like, it's just meat and buns. That's all. Don't take that no type of way. But what I want you to take away from this is to be on the lookout tomorrow. Get the binoculars. Get the telescope. Get the glasses. Whatever that helps for you to see coming to you. Izzy's review of AEW Dynamite is going to come to you tomorrow. Be ready. I hope he ready for when I'm coming back on the Hill Turn Podcast because I'm taking no prisoners, all right? Y'all been throwing all these sticks and stones at me, but it's all good.
Cause it's been me, Devin Lee Crimes Jr. And I'll catch you guys next time. Be safe and I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn. Want to join in on the conversation? Send in your thoughts, comments, and opinions to the Heel Turn Hotline at 219-230-HEEL to get your text read on the next episode.